This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Visit betterhelp.com slash files because honestly, being a human is exhausting. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Vile Files Bachelorette Recap Edition. And we have the wonderful and delightful Zuri Hall back in studio with us. Do I get to talk this time? I always mess up when what I'm supposed mean? to say hi. Oh. Do I say hi or do I say shut hi? Up? Hi. <laughs> hi. <laughs> I can't get it right. I was like, what? I didn't let you talk. No, no. <laughs> I know I we do the intros. Really yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, we'll keep it brief. We have the <laughs> wonderful Glow Zell with us. Uh, stay listening because uh, unless you're listening to this Tuesday night, the Glow Zell episode is out. Uh, Glow Zell, great conversation. An absolute delight. Uh, we talk about it all. In vitro. Yeah. Pregnancy. Everything from the cinnamon Mushrooms. challenge to hugging Barack Obama. Yeah. There was, Courting. Yeah. There was a lot of... It was a really... Yeah. I want to Stay tuned. This. Hugging Barack. What was that like? Oh, dear. She didn't let go. <laughs> I wouldn't either. <laughs> I mean... Who would? Uh, she, she was a delight. I really enjoyed it. But uh, make sure to listen to Glozell and I chitty chat after this episode. Uh, I think... I think that's it. Merch? You want to talk about oh, your merch line? Merch. Yeah, I didn't wear it. We, if you, uh, <laughs> if you find yourself to be an introverted person and misrepresented, we have our new introverted line. I had a dream about it last night. Did you? Allie put a lot of work into it. So check us out at vilefiles.com. You did a good job. I'll put it on my social too. <laughs> I, should, I was going to wear it, but the shirt looked too good. Um, <laughs> let's, uh, uh, let's get to uh, the episode. Um, what are your thoughts so far, Zuri? Um, I have a lot of thoughts. When I first started that episode, I was like, Ooh, I don't know what's happening here. I don't know if I'm going to love this. Absolutely loved everything about it by the end of it. And it was the way that particularly Michelle was navigating really important conversations, but in a way that didn't beat you over the head with it. Um, I resonate with her story so strongly because it's so similar to my own. I'm from the Midwest. I grew up feeling very often like the token black girl in mostly white spaces. And so I felt for her, that weird teddy bear pummeled to death thing. Like at first, it was a weird day. It was super weird. It was creepy. The guys were way too excited about it. And then when she started tearing up, I'm like, damn girl, I feel you. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, well, Michelle has done an exceptional job. I think like you said the word perfectly navigating Mm. the, her role as the bachelorette, um, which is very hard to do. And the lead is put in these kind of challenging situations to, you know, make a interesting, compelling TV show. Right, you know, they, right. Let's let's start at the beginning. Yep. With the one on one with Martin. <laughs> I loved how it opened up because Michelle mentioned what I said last week. It's like, why are we just letting Martin off the hook yeah. with the fact that he had this conversation with Jamie and Jamie told him about the story, this this rumor that Jamie had about the light skin baller, mm-hmm. and and then everyone was going around trying to figure out, you know, what was Michelle talking about. Certainly, Jamie knew he didn't say anything, but like yeah. also Martin knew, yeah, and he didn't say anything. And so I thought maybe we're like they were just holding it off to like, you know, maybe you know now that Jamie's gone, we need some more drama. So who, yeah. where's the drama going to come from? Yeah. And Michelle opens up and being like, I know that these two were friends, so I want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Well, what are your thoughts of Martin so far? I <laughs> I kept trying to figure out what it was about Martin that had her even like wanting to invest the energy or the time. No shade to Martin. I just didn't get it at first. You can shade Martin, The longer so. I looked at him, the more I was like, oh, he's hot. Like he's got, like it, it's hard to, there's a lot of distraction he's with like the, the yeah, yeah, like the, the, the shaved sides and the, the, the bleach blonde. Yeah, love a frosted tip moment. Um, and so that's a lot. But when you dig underneath it all, it's like, oh, this is an attractive man. I'm imagining that this translates differently in person. And so your willingness to put up with BS kind of rises so with the attraction level. Is it is it, is it behind it all, or because to me it's a very curated curated look? Yeah, for that sure. certainly 
startles you, I it's, guess. It's very like, personal trainer from so, Miami. Certainly like bat, <laughs> from a bachelorette like standpoint, yeah. like this is a very aggressive look. So yeah. like, congr- you know, good for him for being I bold enough. It. Like, it. He showed up on the date with like sleeveless, a sleeveless <laughs> button up flannel, which so I was like, things. what? Like, and I've made some poor bold choices on the bachelorette. So like, I'm not, you know, yeah, judging. Yeah. But I asked Natalie, she's like, I don't know. He pulls it off. He, he does. does pull he off this very curated look. So we got to mm-hmm. give him props for that. But is it, is he attractive underneath it all? Or has he figured out what works for him mm. where he's like, I know it's bold, but like mm-hmm. I can pull this off. He I- is who he is. And maybe, maybe a little bit of that. And that's what's attractive is when you just own it, you know, opinions be damned. He certainly felt like he was comfortable in the look. It is, it's his vibe. He's from Miami. It works for him. I found myself more attracted to him. And I use that term very loosely as that date went on. Um, and so again, I'm sticking to the Michelle just thinks he's hot. And so she kind of yeah, he's, is letting him. He, what he has, uh, you know, he's an attractive guy. He yeah, also yeah. has swag. Yeah. You, you can tell, yeah. I mean, you don't, you don't shave lines into your forehead and your eyebrows <laughs> and wear sleeveless button-up right, flannels. Right, if you don't, the eyebrow. If you don't. <laughs> that's, that's really doubling down on this. Like he clearly has swag. <laughs> Which, so the com- combination of the outfit, yeah. the swag, what we know about his conversation with Jamie, and then early on, Michelle's like, so like, listen, I know your boys, and obviously mm-hmm. Jamie and I had this thing. And Martin, the way he answered it, which was kind of like, you know, like it's my, like I know Martin. Mm-hmm. And Mar- and I was like, where's Martin from? And I was like, it's fucking fun. He might. Martin's popping bottles. Martin's a club rat. <laughs> For sure. Like 100%. He is living in the clubs and he is a bros before hoes guy, 100%. The phrase that was at top of It was made for Martin. Like Martin's the friend that you go to (laughs) when you're cheating on your girlfriend and like you're like, I was at Martin's house because you know, even if Martin doesn't know what's up, he'll be like, like, yeah, yeah, like Jamie's here. He slept on my couch. But he's also the guy who, when you tell me you're at Martin's house, I'm like, yeah, so no, we're not doing that. I'm yeah, calling Martin yeah right you're now. showing up at Mar- Martin. Martin, yeah. I'm sick of the shit, man. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> it's, it's interesting because it made me think about the conversation of loyalty, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. like on one side, Martin's trying to be loyal to his bro, Jamie, you know? And I get that. And maybe Martin's the type of guy who's like, hey, listen, I, you know, it's not... It's not my business. I, I want to stay out of it. But I actually got like a, a, a not a fight, but I got into a, a, a spirited discussion with a friend about okay. loyalty. Love that euphemism. And, <laughs> and I was like, listen, I value loyalty to the point where like, I have no problem picking sides when I need to pick sides mm-hmm. because like, that's what loyalty is. And I, I'm very critical of at, like, the point is, Everyone, if you ask anyone if they're loyal, everyone says yes. Yeah. Like, no one says, no one says like, I'm not that loyal. Right. No one says that. But like, there's plenty of people who are like, at the end of the day, we all have those friends. We're like, listen, I don't know. Like, I don't, you guys figure it out. Like, I don't know. Like, you know, even if it's like, even if it's your best friend and then they're, you're, they're fighting with like someone who's like kind of an acquaintance and they're still like, I don't want to be involved. I don't like that's not a loyal person, you know? And so here you have Jamie who like in four days, like became bros with Jamie, you know, have Martin and Jamie, and then he's left. And now you have Martin seemingly pursuing a relationship with Michelle and Martin doesn't want to pick a side. And I didn't love that. I didn't love it either. My thing is, I understand your whole like bros before hoes concept, if that's how you feel. But at the end of the day, you're on the bachelorette. You're here for Michelle. Mm-hmm. And Jamie's gone, right? So when he kind of doubled down on that, what, were they at the table? They weren't in a hot tub, were they? they? they I just always imagine Martin in a hot tub. They were in a lukewarm hot tub. tub. And, and, okay. and, and <laughs> when they got in, Michelle was like, kind of gave like a, a startled sensation. And it wasn't because it was too hot. What no. it was, was I'm certain, and being, having been on that show with random hot tubs in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> <laughs> she was expecting a hot tub and she got like not cold water. Oh, Oh, was that it? I'm certain of it. Okay, okay, that's good to know. I appreciate the context. It was like they probably attempted to warm it up, and they like poured like warm water <laughs> in there, and they probably sat there for an hour because yeah. like you're always like planning and getting ahead, and things right. always sit, and you yeah. just hurry up and wait on that show. So it sat there 
Michelle didn't get a hot tub. She got a kiddie pool. Oh like, no! Was it was a it was an ice bin. Yeah, <laughs> it was a giant ice bin. Well, that's just cruel and unusual. I didn't think about that. I saw her tense up and jump when Martin kind of came to Jamie's defense, or at least didn't get all the way in it. And when she started looking out into the abyss and asked him questions, not looking at him, I was like, okay, that is a woman who is upset. Yeah. That's the look that I'm not giving you because I would be killing you with dagger eyes. And she goes. So are you questioning my judgment in regards to this decision that I've made? The fact that she couldn't even lock eyes with him told me, bro, you need to just backpedal. You need to be like, whatever you did, whatever you decided, you did what was best for you. But he kind of stood by his theory of, look, it is what it is. He, You did he, what you felt you needed to do. He but. confirmed to me that he is a fuckboy club rat with swag because he said a bunch of words that sound, if you're not paying attention, sounded kind of nice. Yeah. And he said absolutely nothing at all. No, no. What did you guys make of the one moment from the apology or like from that discussion that stood out to me by Martin, like not utterly putting his foot in his mouth when it was when he was like, I have a lot to learn and I'm still Mm -hmm. figuring it out Mm -hmm. and I messed up in that moment. Did you, what did you make of that? I think he's a fuckboy knows what to say. Because it's not not a complicated situation. This is an adult man who... And again, this is not like Martin wasn't involved. He mm-hmm. was involved. He was the only person who heard Jamie's story. He saw, he heard Jamie's nonsense, nonsensical bullshit story. He saw how it upset Michelle. He saw the drama it incurred. And the whole time he just stood quietly waiting for it to just unravel, mm-hmm. hoping that he wasn't brought in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just saying that is someone that you, if like... I don't think Mer- Martin and Michelle are going to end up together, but what? like that is not, that is really? some, that is someone who like, I'm sorry, like it, that's not your ride or die. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? That is not. Mm-hmm. Jamie and Martin are ride or die. Maybe. Like, they need to ride off into the sunset together. <laughs> yeah. Like it's Martin is a, <laughs> the bros before hoes like saying was made mm-hmm. for someone like Martin. <laughs> and then when it like Miami, he's a club rat. 100%. Yeah. He's a personal trainer yeah. from Miami. So and uh, yeah, he, so like, I, what I'm curious if, if we get a chance to interview Michelle, I want to know, you know, I don't know if Martin will still be on the show, but I want to know when watching it back, if Michelle was, uh, felt, uh, misled by Martin, mm-hmm. by his omission of the like knowing uh, by withholding, Hey, like calling out Jamie, knowing he's the one who brought that up, knowing he started that drama and said nothing at all. I'm really curious what Michelle thinks about that. If I was a betting woman, I'd say she feels some type of way. I mean, she kind of looked like she felt some type of way in the hot tub when Martin, even if he wasn't overly defensive of Jamie, he certainly wasn't ride or die for Michelle in that moment. And she could sense it. She She was visibly uncomfortable, if you ask me. She was tensing up, like, if this man tries to find a way to defend this other man in this moment. And honestly, what I felt most bad about with Michelle was that kind of was the theme of the episode. These guys having each other's back and her feeling like she's just happy to be there. It's called the bachelorette. And they're really there having this massive slumber party with each other. And there's just this hot chick who's kind of annoying them because they're supposed to woo her. Yeah, it happens often, I think, on the bachelorette. And it, I will, it like, it's this weird thing. Cause like, you know, it's damned if you do, damned if you yeah. don't in that world. Because we, <laughs> I don't know how many of these guys have watched the show, but we all know that like taking initiative uh, in that world is often perceived as disrespectful, mm. you know, and not waiting your turn. And, you know, like if you've had too much time, yeah. right? So yeah. your front runners of, was, was Brandon on that? Pillow fight date? Yeah, he was. So all, all the front runners, the Joe, Brandon, uh, Nate, Nate, were yeah. all on that date. And often in that world, front runners are like, I, like, I've gotten my validation. I've gotten my roses. Like, I don't need to fight with these guys right. in a group setting. Like, right. I, don't, I don't need to do that. And I... The thing I, was, they didn't even have to fight, though. It was there was such a lack of oh yeah, they interest or proactivity, if that's the word I'm looking for, about talking with her that you could easily just go up and be like, "Hey, Michelle, you having fun at the slumber party where nobody's talking to you?" Totally. You I'm just saying, to like from a from the mindset of these guys, I yeah. can see how it started that way, mm-hmm. but it was surprising that like no one 
It just, felt like a matter of obliviousness. Right. They all just yeah. seemed so oblivious. Not a single one of them noticed that she's standing there by herself. Yeah. And you could like, whether you're Nate, Joe, or any of the guys, like no one said, pull Michelle aside. Mm. They were literally excluding her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were they were like, no, 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 no. Like we want to we wanna punch each other in the stomach. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Basically. They, they, and they were like, no, 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 no. Like you're... We want to do this. Like, you, girl. <laughs> I didn't do sit-ups for four months in oh, a row. Okay. Can we talk have, about Olu's yeah. abs, please? When I do mean, we get to that part? Impressive. <laughs> Good God. Yeah. Gorgeous man. Yeah, his body. Is, <laughs> just, I was, I, I, I took a moment. But like, but despite all that, he he was the one who was like, let's have a strong ab competition. <laughs> and clearly he was like, I did not work out this hard yeah. to not have someone punch me in the stomach on national television right. and me be like unaffected by this. So yeah. like, I need this to happen. Michelle, you're going to have to wait. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like <laughs> it was a moment. It happened. Good for him. I'm not mad at it. If I had those abs, I'd probably feel yeah. the same way. Temperatures are cooling off, but you do not have to say goodbye to that tropical feeling. No, not when you introduce rum Haven Caribbean rum into your uh, liquor cabinet. Is that yeah, bar cart? Bar cart, you know, whatever, you know, cupboard. Doesn't matter. A rum haven, delicious drink that's uh, able to be enjoyed on its own with maybe, well, maybe a, a cube of ice, maybe without a cube of ice. Or it's a, a great and delicious cocktails like the Haven on Earth, which is sweet pineapple and club silva. Haven in hell, which is spicy jalapeno, chili peppers, pineapple, and lime for that uh, spicy sweet taste. A Cocojito, heavenly cider, all delicious op- ways to enjoy rum haven. The best part about rum haven other than it's a delicious taste, is that it's made with real coconut water. And it also has no artificial flavors or preservatives. So it doesn't have things that aren't good for you that you don't need that don't affect the taste in any way. And uh, also it has a nice tropical feel to it. It really does spice things up. By the way, my favorite Rome Haven drink is the Cocojito, the tart lime mint club soda. It's delicious. If I make a cocktail, I actually just enjoy it on its own because, well, it's delicious on its own and you just put a little, I I like to put an ice cube in it. That's it. Anytime you smell that tropic taste, you're like, am I... Am I enjoying summer? No, but it can feel like it with Rum Haven. Discover more recipes that will help you sip into paradise at rumhaven.com. Did you know even an okay credit score can cost you a hundred grand? A hundred thousand dollars over the life of a 30-year home loan. That's why you should use ScoreMaster before you apply for any loan. ScoreMaster can take your credit score from okay to great fast. The average user adds 61 points in 20 days or less. Recent COVID surges will keep interest rates low for now, and adding 61 points to your credit score could save you thousands on a home loan. That's, that's true, but those rates will go up. So before you apply, visit scoremaster.com and add points to your credit score fast. Then you can maintain and protect your credit score with 24-7 credit monitoring and $1 million fraud insurance. It only takes minutes to enroll, see your points, get more points, and qualify for the lowest loan rates available. Visit scoremaster.com slash V-I-A-L. That is scoremaster.com slash V-I-A-L-L to get started. Your credit score is a fickle thing. And sometimes you have to pay things off, not pay things off, you know, how much, you know, uh, uh, your credit card balances, et cetera, et cetera. All those matter in your credit score and ScoreMaster is helping you take the right steps to lowering your score. It was interesting to see Michelle who like, what is your take on someone who has like been so elevated this whole season? It just feels like she's navigated everything so perfectly. Mm-hmm. And in this situation, it wasn't like she was navigating it incorrectly so much as she was served a really tough hand. But like, what was it like seeing someone who up until this point has been so poised and perfect in a more like vulnerable, disappointed mm. environment? I thought it was really nice. It was refreshing. And I was really impressed with how she handled how she felt, right? It's so easy to get worked up, get upset, especially in a social situation. I think we've all been there where we're somewhere and we thought it was going to go a way that it's just not going. And you could easily get caught up in those feelings. And and I love that she brought up rumination. And she's like, you know what? I thought this is what was going to happen. It's not happening. I could sit. I could pout. I could 
be angry, but screw it. They're having fun. I'm going to try to shake it off. I mean, she was upset when Tasha and Caitlin came in to sit down with her. You could tell you that tell. she just was not yeah. into it. She was really trying to bottle up the fact that she was livid. And I think she handled it as well as anyone could. They're supposed to be there for her. And she's watching them pummel each other with teddy bears. I'd be upset too. And also part of handling any situation well isn't always being polished. It's mm-hmm. the willingness to like, be honest about your yeah. feelings. And like, her ability to articulate Especially them. in this, yes, especially in this environment. It's yeah. not just clamming up and saying, I'm unbothered or pretending to be unaffected. It's right. part of her handling that situation is to just say, this is how I'm feeling. Yeah. And then handle those feelings in a way that's like effective, which she clearly did. I mean, other than, I mean, other than the calling the pillow fighting weird, we've once again, Clayton's our our next bachelor's biggest moment was uh, a a big yell <laughs> that they put in slow motion and it added sound effects too. Oh my god! Was there any other Clayton moment? I'm I'm particularly been hard on Clayton. Well, because we're all we know he's the bachelor. Yeah, we're watching through the lens of what was it about him? And so far, this is the best they got. Yeah, she was that Clayton was the one that after she was commenting of how no one was making a move, she literally said to him, she was like Clayton come over here. And he like walked over and I was like, oh, they all have a cute moment. And yet he like got over there and it Nothing still happened. felt so awkward. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, me? Like, oh, okay. She literally made the move on him and he was still so uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It did feel like a very adorable overgrown boy in that moment being like maybe a little bit scolded. He's really cute. I mean, he's just, every time I'm like, okay, what is it? Why is he the next Bachelor? He's very tall. He's given that Midwest corn-fed energy. I love to see it. I'm from Ohio. Like, I visually oh, he's, sign he, me up. He you know? fits the not bill, him specifically. Like I get why bill, that's yeah. the bachelor. I mean, yeah, he he fits the mold. Yeah, but but he, otherwise, he is being I outshined yeah. by everyone yeah. else. Yeah, I I assume something's happening later in this season, right? I hope. Do we? <laughs> I, we do he has assume. A nice smile. Yes. Yeah, he has, he has a yeah. nice smile. We hear he's good with kids. Okay, well that matters. Um, <laughs> and. Uh, and I also like uh, I really like Leroy we haven't seen enough of Leroy he's the uh, biomedical PhD student uh, who also won the pillow fight and because and oh that's right was it was he versus oh he Nate? had the really cute outfit right yeah. he's like the fashionista yeah someone called him a fashionista yeah. mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I because I saw him in the rose ceremony last episode I was like who the fuck is this guy <laughs> <laughs> and then the, so I paid more attention and I I hope to see more of more of Leroy yeah I mean we can start talking about Chris as I call him Skippy Skippy <laughs> he, lo- he just looks like a Skippy says, he you know I'm I don't know how I feel about Chris I'm divided at first I was like well, you know what good for you calling out the guys and then the guys kind of have me on their side by the end like wait a minute are you a snitch and then he low-key turned into a villain by the end of the episode and was kind of embracing that I don't care what you guys think I'm in it to win it so you were wow you were on the you were willing to give him the benefit of the doubt I I was I might be a little gullible in that sense though I was like he's going to Michelle to speak the truth he just I mean as soon as I saw him in his (laughs) intro package like you just knew this guy's storyline it's like the that's so why I call him Skippy. He's like, just like the pesty. I, I, I kind of like what Nate, like, what did Nate call him? A dweeb? No, but I did not. Okay. Cause it's what? like drink every time Nate says dweeb or weirdo. Like I need him to weirdo, but like, what, what would you call someone like Chris? A dweeb for sure. <laughs> it's the fact that Nate said it 10 times. Yeah. Like I was just like, okay, it, I'm, we're, I, I am a big Nate fan. It wasn't the best epi- yeah. episode for Nate. Yeah. It wasn't terrible. But I don't think he looked good in this episode. Wasn't his I'm best not going to lie. He is a gorgeous man. He's yeah. so handsome. Um, Chris Brown, have we talked about that on this show? Have you guys talked about the fact that it there was an uncanny resemblance to Chris Brown? Yeah, we, we try not to compare. <laughs> no, visually, <laughs> our, visually. Our Bachelorette fan oh, favorites with. <laughs> no, God, no. Only head to toe. Yes, okay, I, optically. Yes. His face. Right? He does have an uncanny resemblance is, is, to Chris is, is, Brown. It's a Chris Brown face. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I do not think he came out of this episode looking the greatest. Um, and also, I didn't love when he had his opportunity to sit down with Michelle um, that there wasn't more processing of how hurt she was. Like there were some guys that I think really handled that well. Olu was one of those guys. I mean, I teared up. I started crying watching their exchange. It was was beautiful. 
Yeah. Yeah. In Nate's defense, he had to spend most of his time defending himself against Chris S's allegations. Well, that's those are actually two were those di- two different two, combos? two different moments. So, oh, right. First, Nate was just like, so "I'm sorry, you Michelle." Felt that way. So, like, Team Nate and uh, mm-hmm. Olu and the rest of the guys win yeah. win the pillow fight, and then the other guy, like Chris, Chris and Joe, go home. Right. No, that's right. And then Nate sits down with Michelle and, and, and Michelle addresses the group them. and says. You know, kind of like what the fuck, guys. Yeah. It's and, and we've seen moments like this in the past where, like, I mean, I think th- this is a theme with the Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. I think the guys get in this kind of bromance mode and yeah. and don't know what to do, and so we've seen some. And it's the guys always feel like truly ashamed, mm-hmm. which you know, rightfully so. You're you you're calling out a bunch of adult men for. <laughs> pretending they're in middle school again. Yeah. And like they, you could tell that they knew they're like, fuck yeah. Like I was like stuffing cotton candy down Brendan's throat and like having fun doing it. And mm-hmm. like, what the fuck? <laughs> like you could see the shame in their eyes. And yeah, Nate, Nate has a showed a, a, an aloof side to him, which, you that's know, that's a good word for it. That's who, who he is. Not, you know, you, you gotta take the go with your bad. I mean, if this is Nate's worst episode, then whatever. But yeah. it wasn't. He definitely showed a, uh, you know, like he has because like it's it's funny because up until this point, I've really liked the way Nate has shown his confidence in moments of like, I'm not going to let that bother me. You saw the drama. It's like I'm just I'm going to be unbothered by like when Joe was outshining everyone on the basketball date. And Joe is a great looking guy. He's got the skills. He's from Minneapolis. He knows Michelle. A lot of reasons to be threatened and insecure. And Nate was like, he wasn't threatened. Yeah. I mean, what am I going to do? I love how Nate called out Jamie and said, are you insecure about Joe? Mm -hmm. Like, I love that he Mm -hmm. brought Joe up and to, you know, without like keeping him. So I loved how he showed that confidence, but that confidence has trickled over into this episode and I have no problem with him being too confident. In fact, a lot of what Chris S did to Nate reminded me a lot of like when I was on Andy season, where like I got the first impression rose, I got an early one-on-one date, and like I I was surprised how I felt the connection with this girl. And like, yeah, I guess I felt confident. Yeah. I wasn't like going around like I'm gonna win. And then one day all the guys were like, You think you're the front runner? I'm like, huh? <laughs> like out of nowhere, <laughs> they just, just started from? to be like, because like I felt confident. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that was used against that was weaponized and used against me like what the fuck you know so when nate said you know when the group date card was presented and nate made a comment which by the way they go around the room and every guy's like giving the reaction to being a date card right so they show nate's reaction which is i'm not gonna sweat it like i'll get one eventually yeah that's a reasonable of, statement. Of, of course you're going to get one eventually. And by the way, the only reason why Nate or Joe hasn't gotten a one-on-one, we found out at the end of the episode because they're about to go to Minneapolis mm-hmm. because these fucking dates stuck in like the desert aren't the best. <laughs> they're going to about, they're about to travel and they're like, Michelle, like, you know, your favorites. Why don't we just hold off? Let's right, take, right, right. let's take some of the other guys <laughs> on these dates. And I was like, okay. So like, that's why Nate, like, they don't know that. You know, we didn't know that, but now we it we know sense. that. So, yeah. but of course, why shouldn't Nate expect a one on one? Like, why is it so wrong to show your confidence? He wasn't. He didn't say this is in the bag. Yeah, he just said, "I think I'm going to get a one on one. I'll get that opportunity at some point. So I'm, I'm not sweating." It there's six or seven one on ones. Yeah. I think I'm going to be one of six or seven. I'm going to go on a limb and think I'm in our top seven. Oh my <laughs> god! Game. Whoa. You know, like God forbid. <laughs> yeah. And you know, and he said it, and then someone like the the, the let's the short scrawny, skippy-looking guy Chris is is somehow bothered by the fact that I mean, of course he's bothered by the fact that this is like yeah, so like textbook complex I had no problem (laughs) Nate saying that what I am critical of Nate is when Michelle we're fast-forwarding a little bit because yeah, so like when let's rewind when when Michelle addressed the group yes, Nate's Nate addressing Michelle's, his behavior, the group, the men's behavior and specifically mm-hmm. his, cause every guy had to kind of speak for themselves was just kind of like, yeah. Underwhelming. Just like, you know, like he's, he's posting up in the yeah. car, she's got the arm. And sometimes we get stuck in like these comfortable 
positions and then we realize, oh, I look too casual. Like, so like, I'm willing to give him the benefit. Like I don't give a so shit. Yeah. yeah. Right. And that doesn't necessarily mean he doesn't, but it was a bad I look. Mean, it was a bad look. Come on. It was a bad look. I, look, I, I get it. Like, I, I am not against Nay again. I think he's handsome. I think he's charming. I like his confidence. Who doesn't want a confident man or woman? I do think he could have leaned into that moment a little bit more because Michelle was so vulnerable. She was so open. She was visibly upset. She was crying yeah. at certain points. Yes. And all we got out of him was, I'm sorry you felt that way. Essentially. Essentially. Yeah. He was like, I, she was like, I don't feel seen. Yeah. And he was like, I see you. Right? And it's like, <laughs> I was like, wait, yeah. what? Please do a little bit more. Like, I Please hear show you. your work. I, I know. It felt very like, do you guys remember the Whitney Houston quote? Where she's like, I can believe what you feel. It's like the most like, I, I hear what you're saying. It's not really hitting home, but like. I'm doing no emotional labor. Yeah, like, right. And like actually. No like, heavy lifting. Engaging with this feeling of yours. Yeah. yeah. It, it was like, it was an opportunity for him to make Michelle feel like connecting with her was important to him mm-hmm. and and he he because dropped that ball. She that literally was so direct with Nate specifically. She said, I'm always the one who's been giving more, but like my soulmate has to be reciprocating that. I have to make sure like that this is like she literally spelled it out for him yeah. individually. She's yeah. like she, you, she basically him. says like you're my you're front it. runner. <laughs> yes. And but he still show didn't me you, but like I want you to maintain your pole position. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, he dropped. It was not a good. It was very much help me help you. And he did not do that. And I feel like Michelle pulled him to speak to. Mm -hmm. Probably because she was like, I don't trust that one of these men is going to actually take the initiative to talk to me. But then she chose Nate. Yeah. He had every opportunity. Yeah. It was not his best showing, you know, but none of us are perfect. And we'll see if Nate can rebound. Yeah. You know, we need, we need layers and ups and downs. (laughs) Um, so we will see, but uh, Olu. 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 I mean, Ugh. and yeah, he, he 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 took the time to empathize with Michelle, and you know he's got this sister, and, yeah. and maybe he was it was easier for him to empathize because he saw Michelle and his sister, but like it was the effort of empathizing, mm-hmm. right, and mm-hmm. allowing himself to to feel what Michelle was feeling, right, right. Because you know a lot of people, a lot of guys have sisters, and they don't take the time to connect with the emotions that like their partners might have and see it in their partners. So yeah, I, yeah. I agree. I was, uh, uh, it was a, a great moment. I you know I think he uh, triggered all of us. If, mm-hmm. You know, if, you know, get a little scratchy throat, and uh, it was great because also the juxtaposition of. Him being, With the abs you know, and like, and, you know, uh, and he was like, before he's doing the pillow fight, he's yes. doing this like weird kind of like dance, yeah. like that, like he's trying to, you know, intimidate his competitors. Right. And it's like, okay, you, he, giving kind of meathead vibes. And the then, duality. and then the turn, mm. he just goes in this very empathetic, very emotional, very in touch. Yep. I'm not, a, I'm, I'm not too man enough to cry. That's the best you know? of both worlds. Love, yeah. Best and so really, really love that from yeah. him. It was, yeah. it was really great. Um, He's one of my faves right now. And well-deserving, obviously, of the group date rows. I think my favorite part is that like usually the bachelorette or the bachelor will go around the room and go like, Olu, like, thanks for sharing. And then like, Nate, like really enjoyed our conversation. She's like, Olu, <laughs> Come <get this> rose, <laughs> you're the only yes. one who's remotely deserving of this rose. <laughs> <laughs> so props to Olu. We uh we love it. Now the Bella t- twins show up. I mean props to the Bella twins. That's fine. Love the Bella twins. Great. Yeah. Pillow fight, I guess. <laughs> you know. Cool. Rick's one on one. Wait, why did you make that face? I kind of agree with Amanda. What? No, hold on, guys. Why? Well, first of all, I just can't shake the. It was SNL a face of just, we'd have to describe Amanda's yeah, face, which podcast. is more like a Oh, right. So there's a face. Like um, I was expecting to eat a really good orange and it's like, there's just something not quite right about it. Like a little bit quizzical, I would say. <laughs> Wait, were you becoming more confused or skeptical as the date went on or was it from jump? Something about Rick just isn't No, it was you. just more like, meh. It's like, I've said before, he looks like he's always just given blood. Like he always has like a kind of pasty face. He looks yeah. like he's kind of on the verge of passing out oh. at all times. Which, no shade. It's probably a very stressful situation. Yeah, maybe just an iron deficiency. We can get the man some yeah. supplements. <laughs> Someone get there this man vitamin D. There are ways to fix this. Yes. 
I don't know. I don't have any negative things to say. Yeah, no, he seems I'm like you. a sweet, I, nice guy. Yeah. You know, like he's, <laughs> he's like a poor man's Michael. Hey, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> I find it interesting though because you were like so for Jamie's one-on-one you're like how can we judge this man based on what he's been through and now it's like well screw Rick I didn't say screw Rick Rick's been through a lot I know Zuri and I are like "Uh." also like you were so like defensive of Jamie on that date because of what he'd been through and because of his I mean his story was very like fuck I mean and also (laughs) Natalie actually said this is like Rick's not as good of a storyteller as Michael because mm-hmm. Rick told his sad story mm-hmm. and his father passed away and there were some, but he, he definitely, when he got to the end, kind of glo- like, like tapered and off, which I respect. Like how, you know, that's a very well, yeah, personal story. Sensationalize of, like I the get truth it. of your tragedy. I understand. And I totally respect that. But Jamie went all in and now we know Jamie to be a bit of a liar, but in the <laughs> moment of Jamie's story, mm. it was a, it's a hell of like it was a hell of a story. Okay, but do you like want to potentially be engaged to like a hell of a storyteller no, 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 or no, a no, guy no, no. who's I'm like responding this is my to truth. Allie's like <laughs> critique of me just like being like, oh, oh shit, okay, damn, okay. damn, that's a your mom killed yeah. herself and you're like trying to like take care of your sister and like yeah, yeah. I was and Jamie's like and then he was gone, you know, <laughs> and so I guess. You just didn't strike at the heartstrings. What was the ex or like what what was redeeming about Rick? Like how did you watch that date? I thought he was really sweet. I wondered if the the notes in the box were a plant, to be quite frank. Right. I was like, they're probably all on the same handwriting. I'm like, okay, this is all the same. Weirdly, Chris Harrison's handwriting (laughs) for (laughs) date cards. (laughs) So that was my first, like, okay, I guess. Did Chris Harrison show up and like walk through this woods with Lauren Zila? Or like, what's up? I thought that Rick was very sweet and he was very honest and I believed him. It wasn't sexy. The story wasn't like twists and turns and punchlines, but I am attracted to um, honesty even when it's a little bit awkward. And I think he was trying his best to just speak his truth in a way that she could um, understand. I, I am not blown away by him. I think he's cute. Ugh. I, I don't yeah. see him going all the way, but I'm... Oh God! I think I'm I'm starting to sound like what your face looked like, which was yeah. slightly quizzical. No, listen, we like Rick. We think yeah, of, the, to say. of the yeah, group of men. Yeah. He's uh, seems like a stand-up guy. Mm-hmm. That, like there's, you know, eventually I'll meet some of these guys, and some of them I'll be like, you fucking suck. You know, yeah. like I'll see behind the facade of who they're pretending to be on the show versus who they are. And I think Rick is someone we're seeing who Rick is, which is an empathetic, you know man who's comfortable constantly being in his feelings certainly has (laughs) dealt with you know some tragedy and for the right woman he is going to be a kind gentle partner that will make her really happy right i just don't think it's michelle i just don't think it's michelle i also think it's interesting that rick and martin martin someone who's already shown that he can check in on michelle like do you, I kind of get the sense that Rick would have noticed on the group date had he been there that nobody was paying attention to her. Yeah. Like, I feel like he has that kind yeah. of skill set. Yep, 100%. And I agree that Martin might have well, but for two very different reasons. <laughs> you know, Rick being like, I just, I feel like there's some energy in this room and I need to connect with it. And, and Martin sees it as like, prey in the club where he sees like the person he knows that he's like this person needs my help and I need to get her a shot (laughs) (laughs) he's clearing the path through VIP he looks off into the distance like sniffs and is like someone needs me and he points you know up here I got a bottle you know (laughs) he's got Grey Goose in his belt (laughs) you know he has the bouncer But yes, I agree that I think Martin would have would have noticed that. Um, Can we talk about how our lovely friend of show Andy Grammer made a little appearance? Yes, we did. Lovely Andy, man. Andy Grammer shows up, friend of show. Uh, great performance. Performance. I think they, they New all single. I liked it. It's it's a yeah. great song. Um, Lease on life. Shout it out. was it was it was so good that I was like, did they like dub it in? I, it was. It, was a, <laughs> it sounded really acoustically well done. 
I don't yeah. know. I feel like Andy Grammer does everything well. Mm. He does. Yeah. He, he beatboxed Talented when he man. came on our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and it sounded great. So. I recited a beautiful poem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, God, man. Such... Yeah. I don't know anybody better suited for The Bachelor than yeah. Andy Grammer. Andy I feel Grammer. like he would, he yeah. would win. I almost Easily. told Andy to stop showing off when he was on our podcast. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it was that intimidating. Um, but uh, yeah, check out Andy's new hit song, Lease on Life. Yeah. Let us rap, man. She called him my little red lettuce. It, I mean, like Natalie calls me chicken. We've been dating for two years. Like it's a weird pet name that I'm like, eh, whatever. <laughs> um, but I don't know if I'd want uh, uh, a girl or a woman I'm going to like my first date with to be like my little lettuce wrap. And I'd be like, okay. Well, what's the origin story on that nickname? Well, he showed up in the food cart. In, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. You know? The tray. Mm -hmm. The tray. Mm -hmm. I, I assume it's that. And I understand it's a call back to that. But like that has that has friends friend zone vibes written all over it. Do we think that's just a Michelle thing though? Because when she had the Rodney date, it was like I appley, blah, blah, blah. Like she does these little callbacks that are puns. Like maybe that's just her. And she even said in that conversation with Martin, they kind of bonded over the fact that neither of them is particularly comfortable with super intimate moments or the touchy feely stuff, which I can relate to. Like when I first started dating, which was very late in the game, I probably got my first kiss. I was like 17 or something crazy. Like I was about to graduate high school. So I've always been a little bit uncomfortable with like the physicality and the the babes and the booze and like meaning it in any way seriously. Like it all was just a bit of a joke to me. I could only take it so seriously. So I would always have these nicknames that kind of minimized the romance of it all, the heat and the sexual attraction of it all. She said she's not really comfortable with that stuff. So maybe that's just how she shows affection in a way that keeps her comfortable. Maybe. <laughs> or. <laughs> well, we've seen her with Martin, who has swag, who's the club rat, and she responds to Martin's swag. Like, they have some hot makeouts. I think Michelle's love language is being listened to and, like, seen. And so I think for her, yeah. like, that is one of the ways that she shows that she is seeing the men, just like she wants them to mm. see her, is to, like, reference their shared history and to start to create mm. these inside jokes and make them feel like they have this, like, whole... yeah. Like, I agree. So emotionally, so for Martin, the club rat, yes. she's going to be like, "I totally love you." Like, <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, I, I don't think you know, like, in terms of like whether Michelle's a sexual person or not. I mean, no, I don't, no. To be clear, yeah. I'm not saying she's not a sexual person. She can be uncomfortable in her words, not mine. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing easily. I, yeah, the sappy stuff. Well, like, I, it's not really a sexy. Uh, what I'm saying, I, like Martin is despite him being the club rat is he has swag and confidence and you see Michelle respond like yeah. Nate, Joe, quiet confidence, but confident. And like, you know, Rick, I'm sure he's a confident guy, but mm -hmm. I think what Michelle has talked about this, like she has been the dominant person in a lot of her relationships and she will always be that person. But I think for it's what she seems to be articulating is that what she wants for her partner is someone who like at least meets her at that level yeah. of confidence and swag and owning a room. And I don't think Michelle always wants, I don't think Michelle wants to walk in a room at like say an event with her partner and always be the shining star. I mm -hmm. think she like, Someone a, who can take up he's space a, too. is attracted to a man who can also do that. Yeah. Right. And that's why I think that's her attraction. I think in Martin who like, Hey, listen, say what you want about my outfit. The guy is owning it, right? right and I think right. she's attracted to that energy where like, Rick, sweet, kind. I think she almost the the grade school teacher comes out when mm. she's with someone like Rick. Yeah. You do need a Martin to pull it out of you, to bring that out of you. If it's not your natural, um, you know, tendency to sort of like ooze and, and be kind of sexy. Because Martin is sexy in a in a personal trainer from Miami kind, of, Miami kind of way. Yeah, like you go to a so, club, yeah. you broke up with your boyfriend, you're feeling yeah. sad and vulnerable and you want like... Martin's going to show you a good time. And you want to like maybe... Pull up Martin's Instagram yeah. for years you later to be like, oh, look what I did. Yeah, yeah. you want to like yeah. maybe right, it's like... Right. Wait, I got to show you this guy on Instagram. You, you're never going to believe this. You're I like, know, look at his eyebrow. Crazy. <laughs> like if you're ever going to have a one night stand, you knew Martin, you know, like you, your boyfriend, like 
left you, like you might be fucking Martin. I, also, ready to I think one thing to point out with Martin is that his family moved from Argentina when he was 10. And so mm. even though like, I feel like Miami is a place with like a huge Latinx population, he did go through like this big cultural shift mm. at like a formative age. So I think like part of the swag, like, yeah, we can categorize it as like more of a fuck boy thing because of mm. he's a trainer from Miami <laughs> with a shaved Listen, eyebrow. But I think a part of it is also just like a real charisma and an ability mm, to adapt. Totally. And I'm not saying Martin's a bad guy. He's, no, he's in his he's mid to nice. early 20s. Good for him for being a fuckboy. It's just who no, he is. No, we, we don't know that he's a fuckboy, right? Like he, yeah, okay, never mind. We could go down that rabbit hole. If he is, he's powerful. He would be <laughs> he a very powerful fuckboy. Fuck fuck what does that mean? Because I just yeah. think, because on their one-on-one date, he listened to her. Where at the, mm. in the, when they were in the hot tub or like during the date portion, she said something about being capable and then he brought it up at the end. So I'm like, that's a powerful fuck like, boy. He's got he got it in him And also, we, you know, on this show, we distinguish the difference between player and fuck boy. Like a fuck boy okay. is someone who's like at a time of their life where like, I'm not going into a committed relationship. I'm, I'm, I'm here to have sex. Yeah. I'm going to clubs to do this. I'm not saying Martin lies or is deceitful or, I mean, I think he would lie for his friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're okay, not. Okay, well, then that's different. We're not necessarily saying. I'm thinking he's cheating. He's doing God. Yeah, I'm not saying. I'm who. not saying that. Okay. Yeah, but he is in a time of his life where you know sex and clubs and bottle service is a priority, and <laughs> and he's non-committal. But yeah. he also knows how to talk a, a good game. Yeah, yeah. Like he will sweep you off your fate. He might not say I love you, but then all of a sudden after the sex, he's just like, yeah, you know, like. Maybe. Like, I feel like he's the guy who kisses you so well in the morning that you forget that he's sneaking out. You know? uh, right, right. <laughs> but halfway out the door, yeah. but like, oh uh, my God. It's like, that was such a good goodbye. <laughs> yeah. So we're not saying he's a, like a piece of shit. We're right. just, okay, he's, good, good. He is, he's just Martin. He, he is not, <laughs> he is not here for love. It just, you know oh. what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. um, he is going to be monopolizing his time on the Bachelorette mm-hmm. by lots and lots of bottle service in Miami. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah. Live your truth, Martin. It's fine. <laughs> All right. So Rick has his one-on-one. He gets a rose. Rick has a rose. Uh, Olu has a rose. Martin has a rose. Uh, the uh, M- Michelle walks in, and we hear how Chris S. is beside himself um, for... It's just like, if I were there, I would have done something different. I wasn't there, um, et cetera, et cetera. And I had mm-hmm. Allie uh, transcribe his speech, which <laughs> I, I was blown away by. And to your point, it started off like maybe okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Except for the fact that Mich- like there is a protocol. Lead walks in, you know, addresses the group. I've had a good week. This is how I feel. Let me know. Like, and he's just like, Michelle. <laughs> let me step you right there. Let me, let me. I'm going to let you finish. But. I'm like, okay, Skippy. She, he literally also handed her the drink too. He's like, take it, sit down. I'm, here we go. Yeah. Like, he was like, right. drink up. Oh my God. I mean, like, listen, I, it was just that energy you sometimes see from men below a certain height <laughs> who project a certain type of like aggression Is that the and, Napoleon unnecess- complex, and yeah? unnecessary situations to like Peacock. I mean, I don't know how else to. I feel like he makes a lot of money and is like that guy who's yeah. like blackout drunk who tries to get into your Uber. And you're like, this is not your Uber, <laughs> sir. He, he sells life insurance. Yes. <laughs> and he's really good at it and he makes a killing doing it. Yeah. He's a com- he lives in West Hollywood. He's a commodities broker. He lives in West Hollywood. I'm going to have to run into this fucker. (laughs) (laughs) Better sleep with one eye open, Nick. (laughs) He's a commodities broker. Yeah. Or a commodities trader. Okay. Anyway, he says, before we get started, I wanted to say something. I wasn't at the cocktail party the other night, but I know that she addressed that that she felt like she wasn't being seen. And I think that there are guys here that think that they have it in the bag. And I think that's bullshit. (laughs) And I think that they're not showing you that, you know, the effort you deserve. And I think this is something you would say, like, I don't know, to Michelle by yourself. Like, why are you talking to Michelle while the group is watching? It's a little performative. yeah. Yeah. Anyway, 
you know, the effort that you deserve. And I think that you should give time. I, th- I think that you should give time. Now he's telling Michelle what to do. Mm-hmm. What the fuck was that? Like, come on, Skippy. <laughs> or maybe he could be like, you know, it, it would, it's weird either way. But if he wanted to say it, just be like, I just hope that I, I want you to know, I believe that there are people who do see you here and I'm, and I'm one of them and I'm committed to showing you that. Yeah. Something, but instead, know, what was like, he saying? He made a demand for time. Yeah. You should start <laughs> saying fuck. He was basically saying, send Nate home. Right. Pay attention to me. And like, what world, Skip, do you think yeah. she's sending Nate home? Yeah. <laughs> and like, I am the hubris. Like, I don't know where that confidence comes from, but like, I wouldn't tell Michelle to send Nate home over me. And I'm a pretty confident guy. Like, look at Nate. Like, come on. Like, know your role. I don't know. Anyway, and then he says, and I feel like the guys that that think that they have it in the bag, they should either speak up or they should go home. Speak up about what? Right. <laughs> like, you're, admit that I, too, think that I've got it in the bag. <laughs> like, I would just like to. You're assuming, like, the guys on Annie's are like, you think you're the front runner. I'm like, I mean, I'm confident, but I've literally never said I am have this in the bag. But, but I said I'm getting a one-on-one. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, too, right? Like, I get the risk of arrogance if you say, I'm feeling like the front runner. But when we're dating in everyday life— you know, I call my girls and I'm like, girl, this man is in love. Like, I have got this in yes. the back. It doesn't take away from the fact that I'm also very much into him and excited to have it in the bag. Aren't you supposed, like, how could you possibly, that was, that's the bullshit of this sh- story in this world. You can't fall in love and be sincere about your feelings about them if you don't believe that they're into you. Mm. Like, yeah. or you're just a weird psycho. <laughs> If you can fall in love with someone who you think doesn't like you, right. well, then you're weird. Right. You know, because like love is based off of reciprocity and mutual connections and like being on each other's level. And you're just like, I feel this because I'm confident you feel about that. Yeah. If, if you don't think they're feeling the same way, then it's not about them. Then you're not falling no, in love with them. Then you're exactly. just stalking, you crushing, like creepy. I don't know what you want to call it, but like you're, well, you're Skippy. <laughs> you're Chris S. Oh, Christmas. You feel bad. I don't feel I bad. I don't feel bad. That that I meant that so minimally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I it was weird. I think I don't like I don't like that Nate keeps <laughs> calling him weird because I, I think weird is cool, but Dweeb I thought was appropriate. Um here's where I didn't like like how Nate handled the conversation back to what we were talking about before. Like, just own it, Nate. Mm-hmm. Just say like, uh, I hope it's okay that I believe in our connection. Mm. Ooh, see, but it's the way you phrased it. Do we think that Nate, genuine question, is capable of or the kind of guy to be able to phrase it in that way? Because that first one-on-one with Michelle, when he was like, I'm sorry you feel that way. I thought, okay, well, maybe this is just a guy a few words. Maybe he's not really great at like tapping into that emotional intelligence to articulate what's going on upstairs. So I don't think he could formulate those words. I don't know. Bef- so prior to this episode, yeah, I I had high hopes for Nate. I, yeah. I thought, you know, to say, are you intimidated by Joe was kind of, was a thoughtful, I mean, I'm not trying to give him some sort of medal about like, but like he was saying things and certainly maybe we're just hearing his best moments through the edit, but he was, he was saying things and at, at times where I was like, ah, I like that he said that. Yeah. Like if I were in Nate's shoes, I wish I would have said something like that or I would have wanted to think I would have said something like that. So I, I, I had high expectations mm-hmm. of Nate thinking mm-hmm. that, yes, all he had to say is, You've been confident the whole time, Nate. There's not now. It's not the time to stop. Right. And and <clears throat> instead of like not knowing what to say and kind of being like, oh, you know, I mean, I don't even know what he said. It was kind of he nothing. He didn't say anything. He really didn't say anything in that first sit down. He was just like, essentially, I'm sorry you feel that way. Yeah. And even that, I only halfway bought. I just, I, it didn't even seem like he was processing how hurt she was. And I'm not saying that that was like fuck boy not processing it. I'm just like I don't think he understood the gravity of her emotion. Well, in that he, moment. yeah. And then when he was about the Chris stuff, he got defensive and made it about Chris almost right. being like, well, I don't know why these guys are like talk. 
Do yeah, talk. he kind of took the bait, right? And yeah. Chris clearly was just baiting him. Yeah, he took the bait. Yeah. And I wish he would have been like, uh, yes, I am confident. And I'm also just excited. And I hope it's okay that I believe in this connection. I think we're forming. But I just want to make it clear. I don't think I have it in the bag. I heard you on the group date. I've been thinking a lot about it. Um, I like you are more than worth like fighting, fight, you know, whatever platitude you want to use and blah, blah, mm-hmm, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, come on, Nate. Yeah. Like, what? Well, and I just feel like the comparison of what she said to him on the pillow fighting date versus at the cocktail party, like she, again, tried to, in a very eloquent Michelle way, lay it out for him at the pillow fighting date. And clearly she still wasn't getting what she wanted out of him. So even her language like elevated with him at the cocktail party and was like, I shouldn't have to light a fire under someone's ass to be with me or like to want yeah. to be with me. So it's like, she's, I mean, even though she, you know, is having these very calm conversations, it's like even her language is shifting because I think she's getting really frustrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now you can see it. Yeah, she's the too cool for school, Nate. Like, it was great. Made a great first impression. Right. I like the confidence. I like the unbothered. But, like, I need you to give a shit. Yeah. Like, I need more now. Because there's nothing frustrating than, like, dating someone who's, like, constantly, like, unbothered by everything. Right, right, Like, right. sometimes we want our partner, when we're frustrated, to match our yeah. energy and be like, yeah. And then what is really frustrating is he's proven he can get bothered. He got bothered by Chris S. Like, he got the energy going when yeah. it came to defending his honor and what he's here for and what That's he's not point. here for. Yeah. So he's clearly capable of being aroused in that way and proving that he's, um, you know, not here for this or he's upset with you and he can articulate that. So I wish I'd seen some of that passion directed towards The Bachelorette instead of Chris S. That's a, that's a great point. Uh, he does confront Chris S. Chris S. has proven, he's just here proving that he's just fucking annoying. Hmm. Like, it's, it's one thing to find yourself in this world and know that um, you ruffled some feathers. Like, I know what that's like to be in that world. And I, but like to, to just embrace it in such a petty kind of like, I know everyone hates me. And, I know, and, and, when and, he and, went and, to and, grab and, his rose, I was like, oh my you God. Know, you can be like, why, you could be like, fuck man, like, it seems like I like ruffled some, I wasn't my intention. Like, like he wasn't trying to yeah. solve the problem. He wasn't trying to like talk to Nate and be like, you know. Yeah. I'm sorry. You know, like it was just... Chris S. has been this guy in this group setting in all of the social situations of his life, I think. And so he has fully embraced the chip on his shoulder and he is so okay with playing this role because it's the only one probably he's ever been able to play, which is a little sad. It's sad, like... Compassion for Chris S. I I was just like, how does this fucker get on this show? (laughs) For that exact reason. Exactly. That is, he's doing what he was brought here to do. Which is like, I guess... And clearly he's going to continue to because oh. when she gave him that last rose. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just like, you know, you know he was getting that rose. <laughs> of course. We, we need him to get that rose so we can yeah. talk shit about him. Yeah. And they're all the confessionals of him being like, I'm going to wink at Olu. Does not wink at Olu. <laughs> and then doesn't that's wink at Olu. I know I didn't wink at Olu, Such a but he could talker. feel it in my mind. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, what? It's like all talk. Yeah. Also, like, you know what? You weren't there, Chris. And we saw Olu open up and be a man mm-hmm. and be like, and so like, shut the fuck up, Chris. Like, <laughs> Olu can say whatever he wants to yeah. you. Like, I don't know. And uh, because it was, yeah, because like Chris wasn't like, if this was about Nate, Chris, fine. Make it about Nate. But he talked to the whole group. Yeah. And when you do that, when like... Yeah, they the the producers kind of use that as a tool, right? So every time they have the bachelor, the bachelorette, and they'll be like, "Hey, like you know, like it's beginning of the cocktail party, like you know, you should tell them." But you don't. And so when you address the group as the bachelor, the bachelorette, and you say like, "There's just people here," you know, I've been, you know, it seems like a lot of you stuff like that. No one knows who the fuck they're talking about. Right, Everyone's right. worried it's about them. And that's how you create tension in that room. It's like a, you know, it's a, it's a tool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so Chris is like doing this, not necessarily by design or plan, but just because he's a shit. <laughs> um, I just fucking hate people like Chris. I, can, I couldn't tell. <laughs> it's like you have no purpose other than to be obnoxious. Oh, man. Like, wow. That's your... That's the value add, being yeah. obnoxious. Anyway, so man, Romeo, I I I was, oh, I wanted more. Out. I wanted more for Romeo. Wait, such high man. hopes. He was the 
mathematician from Harvard. Like New oh, York. right. I was so disappointed when he didn't guy. get a So handsome. Seems like he has a good head on his shoulders. I was surprised that he didn't get a rose, if only to buy a little bit more time to figure out if there was a connection. I, I don't think Michelle is all that into extraordinary cerebral men. I mm-hmm. think she she's not looking for a dummy by any stretch, mm-hmm. but I think she likes the athlete. I think she likes mm-hmm. more of a physical dominating yeah. presence. And she's this, she's certainly got brains for days, right? Mm-hmm. So like she doesn't necessarily, I don't, she's, brains for I, don't, both of them. I don't think she's <laughs> looking to get in some sort of like philosophical or like, mm. so like, I think the Romeos of the world are not her vibe is uh, my guess. But see that, I would agree with you, but then I'm like, she's a teacher. He's a mathematician. Like, I just feel like they could be solving the world's problems together. That's honestly what she said she wanted, right? Like I've someone seen to tackle. A lot of smart, sophisticated women date a lot of mimbos. It's a thing. <laughs> you mean himbos? <laughs> or himbos, mimbos, whatever. Um, and I'm not. I'm not saying she's into a. a, yeah. a, a, a she's not looking for a dummy, but I'm right. just saying it doesn't take much. Yeah, I don't think she. I don't think she needs like the mathematician from yeah. Harvard. Is what yeah. I'm saying. Oh my god, just saying that just sounds so great. The mathematician from Harvard. It's very impressive. God, and I, uh, like a nice guy. Because it like you, right? You you would be like, how is he not like right? Beating Chris some, S got yeah, a rose. I mean, like over Romeo. Who else is still? I mean, Clayton. I mean, he's a fucking bad. <laughs> uh, but like, even like you know, we love Rick. He's nice, but like, mm-hmm. how Romeo? Like, yeah. you know, and we get why Rodney's there, you know, because he showed us this very fun side. Will, also like Will, it's gone. Mm-hmm. It's disappointing. I was okay with Will not being there. You didn't like Romeo Will? Okay. I kind of like no, him. No, I did not like him. I just was like, okay, he can go. But Romeo, I really was like, oh, this is, this is well, top three just on site. Well, that's the thing, you know, like when they're casting, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you got your Chris S's. It's just like, you know, <laughs> you don't stand a chance, but like we all know we're here. Right. Uh, and then your Peters and things like that. And I, Romeo was casted for Michelle. Right. Right. But there's a lot of people who are casted for the leads who the leads just end up not being into and they're just not good TV. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why you get a lot of like. That's why you, you always get a handful of like, how are they going home week three? And it's because the lead's not into them yeah. and they're not good TV. Yeah. Um, and I think that's that's what we have in uh, mm. in Romeo. Uh, anything else before we wrap it up? Should we get Zeri's like hometowns and then also all the way pick? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Who are your, give me your top four and give me your winner. <sighs> Based on who I think Michelle's going to choose or who her? I'd love to see her choose. We can both. Well, let's go we'll start with Michelle. Okay, so Nate's definitely in there. In some weird, twisted way, I kind of see Martin <laughs> just staying Mar- alive. Yeah, just no, treading I water. No, I, <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, like I, stamina. He's yeah, a personal he's trainer. <laughs> not giving up. I, can, I think I see Martin be a late-season villain. Oh, yeah, a little plot twist at the end. Yeah, I think those late nights in Miami clubs, like he's got the stamina. He's going to find a way to push through till sun sun up. Uh, Okay, so we've got Martin. We've got Nate. I would say, oh, gosh. Joe, right? I guess. Really? Wait. Yeah, sure. I, um... Is it weird that I still think Rick? I think she likes him. And I think she might, I would hope she will sort of grapple with the idea of, okay, is this guy really good for me? He might not be the sexiest. He might not be the coolest. He might not be missing an eyebrow, but we could, you know, potentially build a life together. And I'm just going off of recent chemistry. I personally, I have Olu. And, and if it was me picking, right? Like I would have Olu, I'd have Romeo. He's out already. Clayton's cute. I could see him maybe making it into the top four just from like a strategy perspective of like, how does he end up being the bachelor if he doesn't go further? I don't know. Oh, and because the producer told you that it was he's good with kids, Michelle's kids. So I think Mm -hmm. this next coming episode when they're in Minneapolis is going to be Clayton's big turnaround. Yeah. Let's hope. I'm giving Clayton. (laughs) It's going to be 15 seconds of him like, Picking up a kid, yes. <laughs> you're like you know kindergarten cop, one. and you know like, the kids hanging on him. <laughs> uh, I'm sure he's a swell guy. I don't, remember Brent Brandon. 
Brandon's a guy we keep group roses, group date roses. Yeah, but that just means his one on ones has yet to come, and she's Mm. again saving those. We went from quarantine bachelorette to travel bachelorette, (laughs) and you want to be on a travel date. Yeah, I mean, you just do. So, who's gotten one on ones yet does not uh, mean all that much. Mm -hmm. Uh, My top four: Nate, Joe. I'm gonna say Rodney. And then uh, yeah. Rodney, really? I think she liked Rodney. Rodney makes ah. her feel safe and comfortable. And Brandon, <laughs> Brandon's in my top four. No Martin, no Martin. Uh. I'm count my boy out. Martin's going all the way. <laughs> Martin's going all the way, man. Mar- Mar- I-, I could see it, but I'm just—I'm to- not very calm. Com- I'm only I confident feel like it's with Joe. Martin and Nate. I'm only—I'm <laughs> only confident with Joe. I think Nate, no. I- Joe's my winner right now. Joe's my friend. Really? Okay. I think after this episode, I think Joe's got this quiet, like he's he's established mm-hmm. this connection. Yeah. There's a quiet confidence. I think that's, you know, there'll probably be some like moment where Michelle feels like she has to pull from from him. Yeah. But I they're think- They're both from Minnesota. They're both from Minnesota. And I think he, he'll really shine. I don't, like when 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 Joe gets his one-on-one, let's, let's mm-hmm. we'll see. But I think- We've seen also a promo of Joe and Michelle on a beach. So as someone who's from Minnesota- those they don't look like that. <laughs> yeah. So well, I'm just saying. I think Joe yeah. wins. Like, yeah. I, like takes I'm, it all. I'm like I'm, I know he Joe's. For sure the, I don't far. know Joe's in the top yeah. four, yeah. but like if Joe and Nate are in the top four, I, yeah. I, I I'm not good at my job. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's. I think Joe. I think Joe. Joe's Joe passed Nate this episode for me. Yeah, I think Nate. I think his that swag and aloofness is mm-hmm. gonna. It's wearing thin. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I think he'll rebound, but I think ultimately that energy will make Michelle feel like she's chasing Nate more than the other way around. Mm-hmm. And I think the Joe and Michelle connection will progress at a steady pace, but will make her, make her feel more comfortable. I would agree, except... We often, I don't know if she'll do this or not. So this isn't commentary on her personality type or what she'll do. But like we often repeat patterns, right? Even when we know something isn't good for us. The fact that she even sat Nate down and it felt like she was pulling teeth. She's basically being like, I don't want to pull teeth while pulling teeth. Totally. So I could see him making it to the end, doing just enough, saying just enough. And the infatuation is so strong. He'll get the top two. Yeah, she's going to take a leap of faith. Or maybe go with him and be like, I want to buy into this because I want it to be you so badly. And you've done just enough for me to feel like maybe it could work. I believe in Michelle. It'll be the classic final two guys who meet mom and dad. And it will be Nate's the guy I've always picked. Joe's she's gonna do something blah, different blah, this time, you know, like I don't something like that. She's smart, beautiful yeah. woman, and she's very clear that she wants something different that she's always had. So yeah. I hope that's the case. And if so, then yeah, Joe for sure over. We'll see a couple of the other guys. Uh, Zuri, thanks so much. I know you have to Thank get going. You. Always a pleasure to have you. Uh, welcome back anytime. Please again, always let the people know where they can find you, watch you, yeah. consume all the great things you're doing. Uh, you guys can watch me on Access Hollywood weeknights, or check me out on Instagram, Zuri Hall, Z U R I H A L L, and I have my podcast, Hot Happy Mess. We have new episodes every Monday. It's love, dating, relationships, career advice, um, all the stuff. So. Follow me. Well, our audience certainly is into that. So be sure to check out all of Zuri's stuff and her podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. Don't forget to send in your questions at asknickacastme.com. Cast with a K. Check out our Ask Nick episodes that come out every Monday. And keep listening for an amazing conversation with the one and only Glozell. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.